Hey everyone, welcome to uh, this episode of the All the Things ADHD podcast with Lee and Amy. Today we are going to talk about rejection sensitivity dysphoria. I'm going to put some links in the corresponding blog post about it, uh, but this is a one of those comorbidities with uh, ADHD that makes uh, rejection feel that much worse um, than uh, in normal people. And so uh, Amy and I talk about that a little bit and the impact, particularly on me uh, and how that has impacted me in the past and continues to impact me now. So with that, I will let myself start talking about it. One of the things is for me, that's been a little bit more liberating and trying to figure out uh, who I am is uh, the rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Right. Right. Which is and, real. Yeah, it is so real. And so, so what this is, what rejection sensitivity dysphoria is, is it is a comorbidity with ADHD and it presents itself often in people with ADHD where um, you just take rejection. I mean, again, it's right there in the title. You just take any sort of rejection and criticism super personally. Or like you like see it, it where it doesn't even exist. Yeah. Right? Or you see where it doesn't even exist. Exactly. Yeah. And and it and it, it is and it is literally debilitating. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You like don't want to text anybody because if they don't text you back, it's because they hate you. Yeah. Right? And you'd rather not risk that. And it's like, I think it's a really really bad thing attached to ADHD because most of us, I mean, this is a characteristic of ADHD that we are impulsive over talkers, right? Yeah. So if everybody else has five minutes of speaking time, the person with ADHD has 25 minutes of speaking time and is normally blurting out things that you had no idea you were going to say, right? Mm -hmm. That are the type of thing that your mother would grab your shoulder and say, leave. Now, come on, we don't say those types of things, right? Uh, and so the odds are high that you've said something in any given situation that probably exceeds the bounds of normal speech, and you've said way more of it than anybody else. And so yeah. like, any sensible person would already be like, oh, God, I like, I'm a bit much <laughs> for everyone. But when you attach like rejection-sensitive dysphoria to that, you have so much material that you can parse over in your head about where it went wrong and why everybody now hates you, right? Yeah. So you're already yeah. sensitive to the fact that you know you talk more than other people and you know you overshare stuff that other people don't tend to share and you're hypersensitive to rejection. It is almost enough to make one stop talking, but not yeah. quite. Yeah. You're doing it, it every time you go out, right? Yeah, but it also makes that, it, it, it also feeds into that frustration about not being able to do things properly the way you're expected to, right? Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so like being late for something, right? Yeah. And knowing that you're late, I know we, <laughs> this is touchy for you because I know what happened to you earlier this week <laughs> and even Wait myself. So everything, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll tell the story and we shared this with each other on social media because it was so bad, but you know, so my daughter, um, my daughter forgot her instrument um, and uh, she texted and I felt partially responsible for it because I, I, she usually leaves the house before I wake up because middle school here is obscenely early and your bus comes at 6.50. Yeah, um, you Americans and your early starts, it's bonkers, I know. man. 
I know. Well, at least it's middle school because they used to be high school. And then they're like, maybe we can let the teenagers sleep in a little. So she only has two years of it in middle school. So it's, 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 I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll deal with it. But anyways, so usually I'm asleep. And so I, I had woken up at like 530. I couldn't get back to sleep. So I went downstairs and I'm never downstairs and we're talking and then she loses track of time and, and she ends up forgetting her instrument. So I get a text from her saying, um, can you, um, can you please bring my instrument? And she also knows that I have to sort of drive past where she goes to school in order to get to work. So I said, sure, I'll bring your instrument. But then it turns and I'm feeling really good about myself. And I, I, um, brave the, you know, drop off line traffic. Um, yeah, I know. And, and all of that. And I drop it off and I'm three quarters of the way to work and I get a phone call and she's like, you brought me my brother's oboe, not my clarinet. I like my whole heart melted for you at that point when I read that. Because I was like, I have had that morning that just yeah. starts off wrong. And you make heroic efforts. And somehow the errors just keep compounding. <laughs> yep. Oh, right? and there's more, though. There's more. It doesn't stop there. Oh, no, it just um, keeps going. Yeah. No, it just keeps going. So um, I tell her and I say, well, your dad is still at home because he's because my son still hasn't even left for school yet. Because um, so, dad's there to make sure, you know, uh, brother goes to school. So the other car is there. And so maybe you will be able to convince him to, to drop off your clarinet. Um, because I know when I can hear that little cracking in her voice, like this is yeah, something that yeah. may or may not devastate her. Um, you know, because it's a, it's an interruption to her expected routine for the day, right? Amen. Yeah. You know, and and so then I get a phone call from my so like that's fine. And so she, I, I know she's called him because then I get a call from him saying, "Where are the car keys for the second car?" And I said, I'm "Well, dying. I think yeah, I I put them in the bowl last night when I came home because I took the second car to go to swim team practice." And he's like, "They're not there," and I'm like, "Are they in my pants?" He's like, "They're not there." Like, well, I didn't have my purse with me, so they can't be in my purse. Um, did I leave them in the car? Because I've done that before, too. Don't worry. It's like a 2002. No one's taking that Mazda. Um, and it's not anywhere. And so now he's mad at me because our lone set of car keys for that car, because, um, you know, my daughter, like, flushed them down the toilet when she was 18 months old, the other <laughs> set. Um, you know, the, 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 so now I've lost the lone set of car keys for a second car. I've ruined my daughter's day because I brought the wrong instrument. Um, and, and now I don't know where the car keys are. And that's all I'm going to focus on for the rest of the day. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? That's yeah. all I'm going to focus on. And, and for most people, like, that they just, it just rolls off their back, right? They're like, okay, well, I'm going to get a little upset, but I'm not going to worry about it. Uh-uh. No. No. I am just like trying not to cry in the car because I have disappointed everyone. And just yeah, you like everybody else's day and it's hardly even breakfast yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You still have a full day of work to get through. You're not even at work yet. And like yeah. your entire family has been like ruined yeah. by a series of mistakes that are all attributable to your dysfunction. You're a yeah. terrible person. Right. Yeah. That's the thought yeah. process. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, and then, and then it's like, I'm really good at catching myself now when I spiral. That's good. Um, but I'm, I'm, well, I'm better. I, I, okay, I'm not going to say I'm really good, but I'm a he hell of a lot better than I used to be, right? And now I understand exactly. that to have been the rejection sensitivity dysphoria, right? Mm -hmm. Where this is that that was my spiraling. 
um, because one thing would one little thing, and then it would just be the end of the world. And you know, and it, and it's and and then you have that rational part of your brain that's like, Jesus Christ, like what the hell, right? Like, no one else gets this upset about things. Like, why are you flipping out? And then I feel bad because I'm like, I'm just reinforcing gender norms about women being irrationally emotional. And you know, <laughs> this is, but that's how it goes, right? Like it just. Yeah all of a sudden, like my fundamental identity, I'm a bad feminist because I'm, you know, because I, I'm a bad feminist because I feel bad about not doing, being able to do domestic tasks, like everybody else can do them. And, you know, like it just, and I'm a, you know, I'm being a bad role model for my daughter and I'm, you know, like, like that is the, and, and, you know, I understand that now as being rejective sensitivity dysphoria. Um, and, but, but again, knowing that it's there doesn't necessarily make it go away. Right. No, and, no. And I, can, I mean, that's and why I can... it's step one in the 12 step, right. It's like, you have to admit you have a problem. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's like when I got diagnosed and I was like, well, now that I know that I have ADHD, right. I'll be fine. That's yeah. something I can do with, but that's not true. That's not how it no. works. Right. So yeah. Same thing with, you know, Oh, I have identified that I am in a, a shame spiral owing to my rejection sensitive dysphoria. Great. Now I'll just stop that. Which you yeah. can't. So, no. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah, it is a process, and then, like I said, I've I've gotten, you know, I I have gotten better at it. I've gotten to the point where you know I can I can sort of at least I recognize it, right? Like the, like you said, it's the first step, and and sort of if I catch myself early enough with like, you know, all of these, it, it, the deep breathing helps, right? Like the the closing your eyes and taking three really deep breaths, um, mm -hmm. that you know it really does help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. but then other times it's just like, no, nah, nah, this is not gonna, this is not gonna, you know, Everything help at all. And I'm not okay sometimes, right? You're just like, nope, today is canceled, right? Yeah. My mood is canceled for today. Yeah. And if I manage to stay married and my children are still talking to me, then that will be a win that I can't yeah. expect, right? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it happens, I'll be grateful, but I understand if they've all left by the time I get home from work. <laughs> yeah yeah well then then that's you know and, and and it ends up it does end up being that way right it was like today's the day today's yep. the day that it's i have finally you know, been as the terrible person that i always knew myself to be yeah right today and, the chickens are coming home to roost yeah and and i think that i mean there are and then it's also sort of you know differentiating like a, a, again it's untangling it there's no way that like it's all me right it's all me Right, I get that, um, and then there's disentangling. Like, if you, if you, you know, I have made poor choices. Um, I know that I've made poor choices because of impulse control. Um, you know, and and to be able to say, well, that that it was. The, it, am I still that person? Right, like it doesn't make it go away, no. um, and it doesn't excuse it. Um, but then how do you sort of explain then is like, well, no, I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> right? Like, like in, in what ways are those kind of like impulsive acts become habitual as much as kind of neurological, right? Yeah. Like I know, like, so here's something um, that I have tended to do in the past. I will save like a major housework task, like let's say um, doing the, the gardening in the spring, right? So I want to plant my annuals and get the patio furniture out and, you know, like just sweep, sweep the lawn, <laughs> break the lawn, like, you know, all the things that you have to do in a yard, uh, outdoor space when it gets to be spring. And, and yeah. previously what I would normally do is say, 
we're going to do like the May long weekend, we're going to do like two full 10 hour days of getting the entire yard ready for the rest of summer. And I did that because it was very hard for me to do things one hour at a time, right? It would be hard for me to say, today's the day we're going to go to the garden center and put everything in the garage. And then tomorrow is the day we're going to get the patio furniture out. And then the day after that is it like, because I just couldn't plan that many things, right? I couldn't start and stop and start and stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I always would batch process things and then binge them so that I would say this entire day is nothing but yard work. And I would have to get up really early. And then I would like haul ass for, Mm -hmm. you know, until the daylight ran out and I would be like exhausted and crabby and I would have forgotten some things and I would have run out of things and I would have to make like these emergency trips to the store. And since I've been medicated, I like, I find that I still have that habit of trying to, you know, do save my laundry for three weeks and do it all in one very long day or save all of my yard work and do it all in one very long day or save all of my grading. And I thought I was only doing that because that was the only way I could get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. To do that that way anymore. Like I had this idea like that I would still be binging all of that stuff, but that I wouldn't be so miserable because I would be medicated. Right. But it wasn't just that I was, you know, untreated that was making it such a misery to do 10 hour binges of anything. It was that I was binging for 10 hours on stuff. Right. That also the problem, but that problem was my only way of coping with my inability to schedule things into smaller spread out tasks. So so I misunderstood what the problem was there. I thought my problem was that I couldn't cope with 10 hours at a time. The problem was instead that I was making myself cope with 10 hours at a time because I couldn't do one hour 10 times. And once I got medicated and was better able to plan things and start and stop activities according to a schedule and spread things out, that it turns out, oh yeah, the problem the whole time was you just cannot do things in intense binges like that and be happy. It doesn't matter how much speed you're taking. That's not good for you. You're not going to be happy, right? <laughs> but that was like yeah. one of those completely unexpected insights was that what I thought was just the best way for me to get things done was in fact the only way I could get things done when my brain was a little bit more broken than it is now. And when my brain is less broken, it turns out this is a terrible way to try to get things done. That was a revelation to me. It probably yeah. took me a full year of being medicated before I got to a point where I was like, it's not that the meds aren't working. It's that binging stuff is a bad idea. Yeah. It's that I'm not working, right? It's that I'm not like, oh yeah, it's like my behavior is wrong. And I thought I was like the kind of person that, you know, it works best when I just, you know, give her. Um, But that's not true (laughs) actually. So that, that has been like very spinny for me to, to try to think about, oh, I I thought that was my best way of working, but it was my only way of working. And it doesn't have to be my only way of working now. And it's certainly not my best way of working. Um, And that was something I really struggled um, to come to grips with. And in fact, in every new domain where I catch myself binging stuff, I have to learn it again. Like it might be with grading. It might be with decorating. It might be with Christmas shopping. It might be with meal planning. Like all of these things where I'm like, I just need to. And then I'm like, oh no, here it is again. I'm binging on something because <laughs> I don't have to. And I'm still miserable because this is a terrible way to do things. And then I'm like, oh, why am I such a bad person? I'm like, no, I'm learning how to drive the Lamborghini, right? Yeah. I'm still bringing my riding lawnmower mindset <laughs> to the Lamborghini driving situation. And that's yeah. why it's not working. And, and so I'm always like confronting these moments where I'm like, is this really who I am? Is this really what I want to do? Is this my best way of doing things? Right? Who am I even? What am I able to do? What are my capacities? You know, what, what's happening here? Is this just a bad choice? I'm not sure. And, and I find 
they come out of the blue, these moments, right? And they really surprise me and discomfort me because I don't like to be surprised by myself, right? No, I not at know, this age. Not at this age, right? I'm like, not there is a age. in this one that I can't control as I don't want to be a mystery to myself, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, have to deal with everybody else's drama. I don't want to be like going through a second adolescence and dealing with myself, right? But here yeah. I am trying yeah. to figure out who I am. Um, and it's very weird. Um, do you ever get like rejection sensitive dysphoria about yourself, right? <laughs> like, I'm not who I used to be. I don't know who I am, but whoever I was and whoever I am, they're both terrible people and I don't like me, right? Like, oh, what? yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I basically grew up wishing and, and for the longest time wishing I could be anyone else. Right. Like I literally wished I could be anyone else. Like, and it's something really hard to explain to people who, who just, who don't understand that feeling is it's, and it's like, no, I just, I didn't want to be me. I don't want to be me anymore. I don't want to be me. Like you just, I just, it was like, there's something about me that's not right. And I don't want to be me anymore. Like, could I be somebody else, anyone else, anyone at all? Like I would just, if I could be someone else. And sometimes I think like I, um, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot now. I've been writing like five memoirs at the moment. Um, <laughs> cause why not? I guess that's where I'm doing my self-reflection and slowing down is like, I'm just going to write all the memoirs. Um, and one of them was, is this idea, cause I've, I've, I've obviously I've moved around a lot, but I made a really interesting choice when I was, uh, decided to go to university. I decided to go to a Francophone university and basically like I see it now and there's lots of good reasons why I went and lots of reasonable reasons why I went and, and personal reasons why I went. But ultimately I think the un, the unspoken reason why I went is that I really wanted to reinvent myself. And I was going to try to do that in a different language. Yeah. I mean, that's like go big or go home. Yeah. Me, well, that's, right. That's, so, yeah. I mean, many I mean, people go to university and, and like, you know, change their look or like, I'm not preppy anymore. I'm sporty now. Right. But you're like, I am going to be a whole new different language speaker. I love yeah. that. So this concludes, or that concludes, I should say this episode of all the things ADHD um, I am Lee Scalarot-Bissett, and my co-host is Amy Morrison. You can find me on Twitter at ReadyWriting, and you can find Amy at Digiwonk. You can always email us at allthethingsadhd at gmail.com, as well as visit our website, allthethingsadhd.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, hear your questions, hear your episode suggestions. If you'd like to be a guest, uh, we just really want to hear from you uh, and um, help make this podcast something that is uh, useful and meaningful for you. I hope that uh, some of this resonated with you today around uh, rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, and also uh, wanting to be someone else to be anyone else. Uh, I think that that's I think that that's something that maybe we can all relate to uh, in a lot of ways. And thank you for listening to it. And uh, we'll see you again next week with another episode of the podcast.